Hey listeners, welcome to uh, today's episode of Stimulate Run. Today's episode is a bit different, doesn't follow the normal format, it's a bit of a bonus. We're coming to you from the C-Team breakfast before runners head off to the 2019 Comrades Marathon. So for those who don't know, Comrades is a point-to-point race, it's held in South Africa every year, um, so uh, it alternates uh, from a down on an up run, so this year is an up run. So that starts in the city of Durban and will finish in Peter Maritzburg. Race distance of 87 kilometers and total cutoff time of 12 hours to complete with multiple cutoffs along the way uh, where runners need to reach, otherwise they get pulled off. Mainly for safety reasons uh, for the runners, um, but then also I suppose logistically because you just can't have that many runners out there on race day. Uh, this here we're looking at, I think, uh, saw a stat during the week where 21,000 people are qualified. Normally come race day, a few more people will pull out um, and you'll probably see on race day around eighteen to 19,000 people line up in Durban, which is it's probably one of the best starts to a marathon you can experience. Uh, the whole build-up from about 5 o'clock all the way to when the gun goes at 5.30. A lot of traditions and it's probably one of uh, the spectacles where It'll really see how much effort people have put into six months worth of training uh, and the culmination to the end product. So enjoy this episode. We speak to a few different people and see how their build-up has gone from January to now race day, see what their race plans are, and yes, hopefully we get everybody to achieve their goals. So enjoy this bonus episode. All right, so welcome to the podcast uh, the leader of the group, Jacques. Um, so Jacques is a WA ambassador, and I'll get him to introduce himself and a little bit about what he does and how it all comes together year after year and how he found himself in the position. But then also specifically, we'll kind of knuckle down and see what his plan is going into this race. So he's been a very successful comrades runner in my eyes. You might not say so. Um, he's up the front end of the field and he's definitely torn the local marathon scene set it alight. Um, so Jacques, if you want to just introduce ourselves and tell us what you do in terms of comrades locally, uh, and then also tell us a bit about your 2019 race plan, how your training has gone so far. Well, thanks, Owen. Uh, it's very, a, a very generous um, compilation from you there, and uh, thanks for the compliments. But um, yeah, I'll start with uh, who I am and, and what I do. I've I've just I've been running all my life since I was a kid and it just seems to be my sport I don't think I'm particularly good or, or one of the, the top guys but um, it's something that I that I enjoy and uh, I'm, I'm okay at it I'm not too bad um, yeah I train really hard people ask me uh, John asked me the other day why if, why do I run faster than him? And I said to him, John, because I train about three times more than what you train. <laughs> so I'm lucky. I'm one of those guys that can train really hard. And I think I run fast because I train so hard. Um, yeah, the C team and, and how do I get to the position that you've um, so much uh, talk about. Uh, it was pretty much given to me by... Jane, the previous cat herder, it's not really a leader position, it's more a cat herder, it's literally a cat herder, if uh, you spend a day with me, you'll, you'll see what I talk about, 
um, making sure everyone's comfortable and um, just promoting comrades really uh, making sure people know wh what to do where to go uh, at least get them to understand they have a sort of minimum uh, amount of training to do to run comrades uh, it's not just your average uh, or your next marathon it's it's something that can destroy you if you're not prepared and um, yeah from the ambassador's side point of view uh, what we do is uh, the actual role is to promote comrades now I'm no salesman or, or great promoter but the best I can do is to create an environment as best I can uh, for other runners or non-comrades runners to see and to come along and join and uh, train for and, and hopefully run comrades uh, one day and as you can see today we've probably got about 40 people here and uh, such a good turnout uh, that's about um, the size of the group from here to year it goes up and down a bit and uh, every year we just take them through the whole thing first of January we start and uh, until June 9th of June or whenever comrades is uh, that's uh, that's the campaign uh, period for comrades and we help the guys get through it and totally free and anyone can join in as long as you've got an interest in comrades you don't have to run comrades uh, as long as you sort of interested and, and uh, show potential that uh, uh, that that you're a you're a runner you don't have to be an ultra runner many guys run with us and they just do the shorter runs I'm totally comfortable meet people and that's it that's the C team and that's the ambassador and and basically me in a nutshell. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty race day. Um, how's your campaign gone? Uh, 2019 January to race day. Um, how many kilometers are you doing and if you want to disclose what's the end goal for race day? The end goal is um, I think it's pretty public knowledge by now. It's <laughs> six year running and I've never reached it and uh, it's not a very difficult goal I don't think it's to get a silver which is seven and a half hours um, yeah I've never reached it last year I got the closest with uh, eight hours and ten and exactly why don't I reach it I've, I'm probably just not an ultra runner um, <laughs> it might sound funny but um, yeah, my training's been well. I've done uh, just ticked over 2,000 kilometers, which is sort of what you need. Um, I wouldn't go too much over that for my ability and, and uh, my pace that I run. Mm -hmm. I don't think more is going to be much more beneficial. Campaign this year has been the most painful campaign I've had ever, uh, purely because of uh, tendon issues with my right leg um, but luckily the physio assessed it and reckon I can keep on running and uh, pain goes away after 10 or 12 k's um, then it warms up but it's it's been an interesting one so it's been a very expensive one in physio fees and uh, but luckily she kept me running 2000 k's and uh, yeah that silver medal is has been eluding me every year and uh, 
this year. Um, I hope it comes. Also, the uprun is different to the down. I'm an uprunner much more than a down runner. So I understand that I didn't get it uh, last year on the down. It's, it's always a bit of a, a tricky one for me, but the up, um, if I can uh, tactically uh, run it well on the day and not do anything stupid, um, in theory I, I should get it uh, pretty comfortably. Uh, they reckon yep. any, any marathon around three hours is good for a sub seven Over. and a half. Yep. And, I've run sub three hour marathons, but uh, that silver medal is just not Alerts. been forthcoming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's hope, and I think we've got our fingers and toes crossed that all the boxes and everything is ticked, especially now you're saying you've worked bloody hard this year and it's been the hardest and most painful campaign. Um, you did the work and let's hope you get your award. So thanks for having a chat with us and wish you all the best for June. Thanks, Erwin. Okay, so next to cab off the rank is a man who needs no introduction. Um, he is Richard Russell. So I'll get him to firstly speak about how many comrades he has completed and then also just to give some advice on where people can go wrong from here to race day and then just race day advice, how people should treat it, what they should look out for and I think how they should really enjoy the race for what it is. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, Sorin. I've done 28 comrades since 50 years, so I don't run every year. So pro proving I'm not a fanatic. But uh, of the last 20, I think I've done 17. So maybe that is a bit fanatical. Um, advice about race day. Gee, that's, that's tough, because the down run is different from the up. But the up run, which is coming up now, is uh, one you've just got to be scared for. And if you're scared, you're going to be cautious in the first half. Absolutely ideal. First half's very tough. Second half's much easier, but you won't notice it because you'll be so tired in the second half. But if you've still got running in your legs after Drummond, you're going to have a good comrades. Um, after Drummond, Big Hill, Inchanga, wait till you get to the top of Inchanga before you take the handbrake off. Um, Inchanga's a, a very hard hill. If you can run on Inchanga, you're probably going to get under nine hours. If you have to walk on Inchanga, you're probably not going to get nine hours. So there's a good, a good sort of landmark halfway through the race. Uh, what else? The preparation you are beforehand, try and treat, treat it as just a normal long run, just like you normally do. Don't try anything new on the day. Almost impossible not to try anything new. You'll be tempted like crazy in the expo to buy all sorts of stuff which is going to give you uh, take an hour off your time in comrades and wait. But you'll be tempted to do it. And you'll eventually end up with a new pair of socks, a new kind of gel, which you're going to try out. Uh, you won't be tempted to run in new shoes, but you almost will. Um, so, tr but try and, try and keep the new things to a minimum on the morning of comrades. And uh, just prepare normally for a normal long run. It's very hard, you're in a hotel room and the food is all different and uh, the people are all speaking funny languages and most of them are black folks which we're not used to running with so you, you're in a completely alien environment but try and keep it as normal as possible <laughs> if you can uh, yeah, the trip to the start don't worry too much about sleeping the night before as long as you're lying down that's okay actual sleep itself is not critical 
mainly because you're not using your brain much on Comrades Day, you're only using your body. If your body's lying down, it's resting. So it's not like a writing a, a final exam for a degree or a, or a, a, a school leaving thing. You're not going to use your brain all that much. So you've mentioned uh, in previous talks along the lines of don't be scared of the race but respect it. Can you just also elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, it's quite hard because it's such a, such a subtle balance and we're all so different. Some people are just too relaxed. Uh, other people are a bit, a bit too uh, cocky about it. Think, think they're going to do this and do that. Um, so it's very hard to actually give advice. Depends what sort of personality type you are. I find for, for young men especially, if you think, think they're going to really smash it, it's best to drive over the course the day before or two days before. And that usually takes the wind out of their sails. They, they suddenly realize it's one hell of a race and uh, it sort of calms them down and they run a much more sensible race. Whereas if you're very, very nervous, it's no point in driving over the course a uh, day before or two days before, because it's only going to make you even more nervous. The course itself actually looks much better with runners on it. When you, when you drive over the course and there's no one on the, on the hills, they look much worse than on, run, on, on the day of the race. The day of the race is full of people walking and running and chatting and colour and you hardly notice uh, how big the hills are. But drive over the course the day before and frighten the heck out of you. So I don't do that anymore. I don't need any more frightening for comrades. So I wouldn't do that myself. And then don't, don't drive over the course the day before because the day before you're resting, you, you're lying up. It's the longest day of the year. It feels like the longest day of the year. It just never ends. You just want to get this thing over with and you're just wondering what's going to happen the next day. But, uh, and then by the same token, Comrades Day is like the shortest day of the year. It just goes so quickly. There's so much to look at and see. If we know where you are, you're approaching the finish. It's just amazing how the psychology works. The perception of time actually works. Uh, so I think it's a very hard question to answer. To answer. Uh, you need to be cautious rather than scared. But I mean, there's such a fine line between the two. It's very hard. Very hard to pick it. Um, I'm always nervous and hyped up. Uh, I'm quite happy to start further back in the field so that I don't go off too fast. Because you've been tapering and you've carbo loaded and you've been waiting for this, and you, you, you always you always go off too fast um, under those conditions. And it's it's an uprun especially is fatal to go off too quickly and to run how you feel. Don't run how you feel. Run slower than how you feel if you possibly can. Just be as patient as possible in that first half. And yeah, that's about it. So. Oh, great. Thanks for your time. And I'm sure you'll enjoy the day. Uh, you'll be out and about. And let's hope to see you back on the road on the way to Durban in 2020. Thanks, Richie. All right, welcome the next guest, Jackie Kellerman. So I think Jackie's going to be quite special because she's in for a great race ahead this year. Jackie, do you want to just start by telling us, this is your third comrades, if I'm yep, correct? Third. So, do you want to give me the times of your two previous comrades? So, the, my first comrades was the Upfront, mm -hmm. um, the 2015, I mm -hmm. think. Um, it was 9.16, yep. so I got my bronze. The second, I got my back-to-back -back in 2016, and I got 8.34, so... Okay, great. So... So, Judging by your marathon time, 
your 50k time you're in for one hell of a pb if everything yes. goes to plan yeah now in terms of the plan um how have you gone January to now? Has everything gone to plan? Yep. No major injuries? No injuries, feeling good, no niggles. Um, surprisingly well. Yep, and your mileage in total so far? I think I'll hit, oh, is it two? No, hold on. Oh, crap. I knew until you pointed the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so over 2,000 k's, let's so. say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit two. The magic. Okay. Two. I think, and that's. Um, I think recommended for silver. Mm -hmm. I think between two and two three. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna get there. Um, so, so it's the most k's I've ever done. Okay. And how is how have you handled that? I suppose from last year to this year, was it automatically okay? I'm gonna. It's an extra 500 k's. Has the body adapted okay to it, or have you felt the pinch? going up um i think I've, i did feel tired in the beginning i haven't run comrades in over two years because i've been studying since i've moved mm -hmm. to australia so i haven't had too much time to run over 60 70 k's a week i think picking for city to surf last year i was picking at 100 k's a week okay so i think in the beginning it was tough but um i think my program included a lot of long runs on the saturday and progression runs on the sunday and i think the first two or three felt quite tough and now my legs have gotten accustomed to being run almost seasoned on, and hardened on tired legs so yeah how have you found a different training in perth and training in south africa for comrades um our club used to have this awesome hilly route and it had 11 hills on which in the back of my mind I was quite worried that we couldn't match it but I think by meeting the C team and especially being able to run with Shark and, mm -hmm. and Tina uh, in the hills and I see the elevation we've done I, I feel pretty prepared. Pretty well suited. Yep. Okay, so race day you'll be running for Marion Roberts. Yep. How does, how does race day look for you? Do you, will there be seconding available or are you very much self-sufficient i'm actually self-sufficient but um they do have tables i've never um had um tables i've never had that advantage of um, um they will uh, they, um i will be seconded yep. is that how you say it? um but i don't i think i'm going to carry i'm going to be self-sufficient till about halfway mm -hmm. i've run by myself for 60ks over the easter weekend and i don't really need much so yep. Um, it's nice to know that they're there to see a friendly face. My friend um, is part of the Marion Rocket Roberts team, mm -hmm. um, so we're both excited to be oh, seeing each other on the run. So. so you're looking in terms of a goal. Is there an A time that you really want to get to? So I spoke to my coach Lindsay yesterday, and we were talking about a seven fifteen or seven twenty. Okay. Depending on the level of risk mm -hmm. we want to take on the day. Yep. Um, so I'm going to chew on that this week. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a, bit, a long one-sided conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having that conversation in my head just um, during my run um, before meeting you guys here. Yep. Um, you can see on my progression run, there's lots of thinking going on. I've forgotten to, to switch up because I'm supposed to get fast every five minutes. Yep. And I'm um, deep in thought for 10. <laughs> deep in thought for 10. <laughs> so the graph's a bit wobbly, but... Um, yeah, I think yeah, um, happy to um, to hear yesterday that there's 13 sessions left. Yep, yep. Then it's on really on the back end now, dun, isn't dun, it? Where dun. it's. <laughs> so how do you? You're now in a way, 
finishing in that time, you're probably looking at top 50 ladies. Is Have you thought about how that looks on race day with, I suppose, being a lady, you might be one out for a lot of times with big groups of men around, almost yeah. using you as a pacer. Yeah. Um, there's safety element there with tripping. Have you thought of that? Have you started to think about how that works, even getting your bottles and making sure you're not missing any? Um, look, there's lots of... Um, I just, I just have a, I don't like to use gels. I prefer natural food on, on the go, and there's lots of that on Comrades Day. I, I will be carrying gels just in case and race food. So I think nutrition-wise, I'll be fine. Um, tripping, yeah, like running in groups. I haven't actually thought about that. And, and to be honest, I'm pretty rattled after I saw. I went onto the results and to see where I would um, place with my time yes and i didn't mm. realize how I was far just, up yes <laughs> yeah. so i was hoping to be top 20 and wow it's yeah it's look it's looking uh, yeah it's definitely could do top 20 top 15 maybe so yeah i think that's just uh, i'm just trying to process that because it's a lot different too. exciting at the same time though because in a way you're going to be a bit of the great unknown so you come from you know overseas but not an overseas athlete that they're looking for so you're very much going to be allowed to just run um mm. so you won't have any of the pressure even on race week you kind of just do your own thing see family um it's more so your next year if you go back then it kind of changes yes. everything yep. if you do come out with your a result then yeah i suppose tina's mentioned the same in her first year she was a great unknown but then the second year came there was pressure, a lot more pressure so. and that's what my coach said um he said because because um they've managed to get me elite seating um so i get to hide in the town hall yeah oh nice <laughs> which is great which takes away pressure at the which same takes time away so. pressure and and i said i don't want to think of um because the rest of the team have had um um high altitude training um you know those training camps that they go mm -hmm. on and i haven't been included in that um because um, i'm training in perth but at the same time i'm just trying to think of the advantages like the weather and being an, an unknown and just you know, having, having so You get to much float under the radar pressure. and... So, yeah. we could just see what happens on race day. It'll just go and have some fun, I suppose. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're definitely going to enjoy it and it's going to be an amazing PB either way. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'll have an even bigger party at the end of it to celebrate. So, I wish you all the best for Thank 2019 you. and hope to chat about it when we get back. Thank you. All right, thanks so much. Cool. Thanks. I'm getting very rattled. Okay, next up we've got Earl Arrow. So Earl went back uh, for his first comrades last year after a long break. Um, I suppose moving to Australia, he has a backstory with the race. He's got a history. Brother-in-laws have completed multiple comrades. And so now he's well and truly taken up the family pain train. Uh, so Earl, do you want to just tell us how you've gone January to now and what your goal is for race day? Uh, thanks, Owen. Um, training really started back in December so <laughs> it's been a bit longer than... You haven't really stopped since last I year. <laughs> I haven't stopped yet. So just started lighting, uh, did a bit of weight training early on from say October and then uh, started really doing the running in December just gradually building up and then then January sort of proper and then uh, just built my base and then my target uh, kilometres uh, Training for comrades is around about 1,500 uh, kilometers, um, and so I've just hit that now, and we've got two weeks ago, and I'm uh, 
like sort of in a three-week taper. So, and then uh, based on my training, my goal times probably, I, I'm aiming for hoping to uh, go under 10 hours. Uh, I've never, I haven't done an uprun, so um, my race strategy is probably going to be, um, uh, I don't want to bank too much time in the first half. I'll just probably run to my body, just see how I'm feeling, uh, if I feel fresh and uh, I'll probably be checking my splits only every 10 kilometers or so. I'll be setting my watch for that. Um, and then uh, when I get to halfway, I'll see where I'm at, reassess. Uh, if I'm the time I'm at the time where I'm um, I'm supposed to be at halfway, and then apparently the second half's easier. So <laughs> if I'm feeling fresh, then I'll I'll probably go for it. And I'll, there's a chance I'll get under 10. Uh, now it's going to be tough. I uh, know 10 and running at 6:50 average sounds easy, but uh, the elevation's the issue. So the total elevation, the the, the climbing. Um, uh, we've done the hill training, so. There's going to be no excuses, uh, and I'm feeling pretty good. So um, my half marathon times and 10k times uh, uh, dropped a bit. So um, I just got to stay injury free and hopefully not get the flu or anything like that. Stupid. Uh, just eat properly, hydrate, uh, and then get on the plane, and uh, I'm ready to race. Yeah. Nice. I think yeah, you've well and truly ticked all the boxes in this <laughs> campaign. You've trained really smart, and I think just from so I was training with you the last couple of years. The uprun seems to be your your stronger uh, set, uh, just the way that you do climb. We've done those long runs. So I think if you, like you said, if you do it smart and you well and truly take it nice and easy in the first half, I think you're going to save a lot of cash in the bank for the second half. So I wish you all the best for a couple of weeks and we'll well and truly be tracking the dot. And I definitely see you getting in there with uh, that nine something, 59, <laughs> no, 59, 59, I no, think. So. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, but just uh, don't keep me up until midnight. So, so yeah, wish you all the best. All right, thanks, thanks Owen. Okay, next up we have Jane Elton. Jane has completed 11 comrades, correct? Mm. So she's going back for 12 now. Uh, Jane's uh, 11th was my first. So I remember actually emailing Jane, well, I would have been 2015, August-ish. Uh, and then she added me to C team and then from there pretty much just I was in the cult so <laughs> she's the reason but, um, yeah. so Jane I suppose do you want to tell me you had a bit of a break uh, you became a triathlete <laughs> and then now you're back into comrades is there a specific reason why you're going back yeah it's funny um, going to triathlon was really to kind of preserve the body a bit and to um, uh, try something new and have a have a bit of a challenge everybody talks about you know getting your green number running in your green number so 11 was always psychologically the, um, uh, the you know the end of it all and I knew at some stage I'd have to back away um, and then uh, went over to triathlon and, and had a go at that and I'm not a swimmer growing up in the UK and um, so that was an enormous challenge doing that. It actually uh, scared me enough to make me think oh my goodness you know like maybe I do love running more <laughs> and I love the sea team I miss the camaraderie there's not a lot of chatter on the triathlon course, yep. and it's a remarkably different, the, the culture. Um, it, it, there's a lot of challenge, and there's a lot you can get out of it, but you can't compare anything 
to um, the running group, um, the C team in particular, and comrades, uh, the reason that we've all come together and found each other and we've all got these similarities. So um, it, it's, uh, it's a culture that I really missed and um, it's my little village and uh, I just needed to dip back into the, <laughs> dip, dip back into the village and, um, and I'm so glad that I have. On the other hand, my body is just saying, are you sure? Because yeah. um, I have had, I really have struggled to get to the start line this year with um, some um, issues that I've, you know, I'm not an, a natural runner. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then it makes it all the more sweet. It won't exactly. be the first time I've lined up and it won't be the first time that anybody has lined up yeah. with a few niggles. Um, so yeah, it's just such a lovely group and you know, um, being around everybody, you know, um, it makes you part of something, you know, yep. and it's funny doing team sport all my life, then coming to running, I thought, oh, there's no way um, I'm going to get the same joy. Mm. And all we needed to do was form a team, a running yep. team, which is basically what we have. I, I joined it yep. way back in 2006. And yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's, yep. it's like we're a team and it won't be, um, a comrade's finish for any of us until yeah. everybody's Everyone's over there. that finish line or at least everybody has given it their all for the day. Yeah. yeah, I think that was 2016, you know, you come around the corner in Kingsmead and you've got the team there, <sighs> but you look at it, people that don't run look at it and go, oh, you're doing an individual sport, mm. but it's not because every Saturday those people are making you accountable. Even though there's different paces, people are finishing an hour before, you know that they're going to be there for coffee at the end of the, the run and yes. you're trading stories about how your run went, you ran on the same course. Um, so yeah, it's quite amazing as in an individual sport to have a team because a lot of people, this doesn't exist in an individual sport mentality. You know, no. if you're playing tennis, they're not part of a tennis group. That, no. um, so it is amazing. And I, but I think for a big event like this, you almost do need it. Um, it'll be very, very hard to be training solo comrades, even your long run and not meeting up, even just for coffee with like-minded people. I think mm. they know, especially at this time of the campaign, they know what you're going through. Um, yes. So, yeah. I think it gives it some meaning as well. Yeah. I mean, you and I both are rugby background and you, you tend to think of rugby as the ultimate team sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, you've got each other's back. And if, if you can't get up and run over the other side of the pitch for yourself, you've got to do it for your team. Yeah. Um, and um, I, as you get older, obviously, you know, you have to move away from contact sports like rugby um, and um, the running takes it to a whole new level physically. Yeah. Um, but um, having that team around you, there are real similarities because um, if um, you're running with someone, they're struggling a little bit or you're struggling a little bit, there's that lovely synergy and help that you get, yeah. that, that support, which I can really equate with, with running. So I can see a lot of rugby people or, or team sport people would really get a lot out, out of running yeah. running and running in a, you know, a, a group environment yeah. like this. They just don't get how we do fun because running in a team sport is punishment. So, <laughs> oh, it's um, punishing, all right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks oh. for your chat and I wish you all the best for race day. You know what you're coming Thank up you. against. So Thank you. Can't wait to see you when you get back. Wonderful. Thank yes. you so much. All right. Welcome, Chris. Chris Platt, the Chris gave comrades a go in 2017, but I think he is a completely different athlete this time around. He's well and truly ticked every box going around, and I wish him all the best. And I think he's well and truly going to achieve his goal. But he can tell us all about it. January to now, how's things gone uh, compared to 2017? Yeah, it's gone 
pretty well. Um, the main difference was obviously starting, just keeping injury free, unlike the 2017 where uh, Bunbury is when my knee blew up and had cortisone and missed the bulk of the training the last couple of months. So with this year, obviously took it easy early on and managed to get through Bunbury and then tick the next box of the, the long 50K, which I've been happy with and yeah, feel like the gym works made a massive difference, which I didn't really do. Yeah. And um, yeah, continue on and I'm still in one piece at the moment. So That's which always is, a bonus. Which is fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, no, feeling nervous, positive and uh, yeah, and all the same. How do you, I know this happens every year at this time when you know, nobody talks about their goal from January to almost April. And then after you do your qualifier, it gets a bit closer and you move out of marathon training into comrades training. And that's when people start saying, oh, what's your time? What are you looking for? What's your goal? And I know we always say, oh, I just want to finish. But now is the time when you actually start sitting there going, oh, no, I want to do this. I want to do that. How hard has it been to keep yourself leveled? And then I suppose, what is the time that you're looking for? realistically and how are you going to achieve that on the day well uh i think the main thing has been for me obviously finishing is the main goal but um keeping my body fit and i think the time will come to me i think the 50k was the big okay i can do this and then it sort of reiterated what my target has now sort of my aim is for the day i didn't really have Obviously, with my injuries, was just to try and tick those boxes and get there uninjured. Um, so it's been more about that. But then, yeah, the 50K has really opened my eyes to say, okay, well, maybe you can push a bit more than a 11.59. So yep. now it's now my aim is obviously trying to do a sub 11. So if anything in the tens would be amazing. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the goal at the moment, and obviously that gives me an hour spare if everything goes pear shaped. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we all sit there and go, I just want to finish. But realistically speaking, you almost look at your, your marathon time and your ability across the distance. And I think I've always said as well, you want to give your time to enjoy. Uh, that was my yeah, goal last sure. year was to enjoy. You don't want to sit there and go, as soon as you come out of the back of the tent, getting your medal gun goes and you're not soaking up atmosphere. Oh, because I know you've said you're not going back and this is it. But if that is the case and you're not going back and this is it, then... yeah. You know, you didn't really get a chance to actually enjoy the event. You've been there oh, as a spectator. No, no, that's, um, a, that's the thing. Like, you're saying that, I didn't enjoy it. The, the 2017 the uprun, I mean, I went in injured. I started not expecting anything. Um, obviously, I got to the 57K mark, but I had an absolute fault. It was still yeah. by far the best experience I've had yeah. running. Um, it, just looking out, climbing the climbs, and you look out across the valley, and it's been absolutely amazing. So. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely enjoyed it, the yeah. run. That's why I want to go back and actually tick the box and finish it. Um, but no, definitely still soak up the atmosphere. And um, yeah, yeah. Look, looking out, I think, is the big thing. Not just at the road and the next 50Ks or whatever's in front of you. It's looking out and enjoying what's around. And, yeah. yeah. And then in 2020, we'll see if we're down run. Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we'll see. So that's uh, it, let's, yes. let's Let's, let's get, get through, through this. this let's get through this one, and yeah. then, then hey, on, never say never. But then on the Monday when we're looking through the paper <laughs> results, then you'll start saying, right, when's the qualifier happening? Which well, locally will be August and October. Um, so that's what we'll see, Chris, in twenty twenty for his back to back medal. <laughs> All right, cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. 
All right, we're sitting here with Neil Bodeville. Neil's going back for his second attempt. Um, last year, unfortunately, was unsuccessful, but in my books, he's already a Comrades runner. Um, so we're just going to have a quick chat and see what his plan is going into the race, how he feels about going back again, even though it's the second attempt at a, the same race, but almost a different race as well. So Neil, do you just want to tell us what you're looking at firstly, how your build-up has been going, yeah. what your aims are for going through halfway? Oh, thanks a lot. Um, it was, I must say, a big mental challenge to take it on again, and it probably took me a good six to eight months before I had decided or got my head around going back. Uh, so obviously the, the worst thing would be not finishing again, though I feel much fitter this year. I've got a much better attitude. I've learned a lot from um, just missing out last year. And, uh, and from those things that I've learned, I'm setting myself as much um, more specific targets, bigger ranges for targets. And also uh, I'm gonna take a pacing, a pacing band, which I didn't take last year, to really guide me um, in those last six hours where you just have no mental energy to think. Um, so I'm hoping that a, a pacing band will just be able to get rid of that, the, the need to think about things and I can just kind of look at it and work out what pace to run. So I, I've, I've made it very simple because I've, I very much um, run differently day by day. So I, it very much is gonna be a case of how I feel on the day. Um, but my, my hope would be to get to halfway mark around the five hour mark, which would, I think it would give me plenty of time to, to finish uh, regardless of how I'm feeling. But um, I'm feeling pretty strong this year. My, after my, my long K, 50K runs have been pretty strong. So I'm pretty confident that I can run through uh, most of the distance, if not the whole distance this year for a change. So what was almost the trick? Do you think if you didn't finish last year, you would have gone back this year? Or do you think that being unsuccessful last year was a trigger? Uh, I would have very much not going back this year. The only thing that would have drawn me back this year would have been that back-to-back -back medal, which I, I know you think is just a marketing <laughs> ploy and, and probably is, but it is pretty attractive. And I think it's the only thing that's going to draw me back next year, if I finish this year, would be back-to-back -back in the 95th year. Um, and like you said, it's a, it's a huge marketing ploy, but also maybe it's a, it was also that uh, I didn't finish it, so maybe I need to finish that off and tick it off. But, uh, in the back of my mind, it's also, what if I don't finish it? Do I just keep on coming back? And I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, so, it's such a mental game. Well, I think um, Neil's in for a big surprise. So his qualifier was 357.49? 359.30 seconds. Okay, so if you equate that to times two and a half, I think he's well and truly under that 12-hour uh, um, barrier. And I think going back now, knowing the devil that he danced with last year, which... A lot of people will say it's always good to go and have an experience um, and you saw what you're now going back and facing even though the opposite direction. I uh, wish you all the best mate and I think you'll be well and truly successful on the day. Thanks buddy. Cool. <laughs>